Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Real Estate Rundown with Shannon Robnett. I want to talk with you this morning about syndications. I want to talk with you about kind of my evolution into this arena um, and what syndication means to me. You know, in reality, a syndication is just a little bit of a complex partnership. It's not that complicated. Um, there's several facets to it. The, the biggest thing that I see in there is there's a general partner and a limited partner. Um, and the way that they interact is important. Um, but a syndication is, you know, it, it's about the offering. Um, it's a product that's being offered. Uh, in, in my experience, it's, it has everything to do with real estate, with multifamily. Um, and the offer is that we partner together we syndicate this, we each gets our own little slice, our shares, um, and we define the roles. And I think it's very important that people understand in a proper syndication, there shouldn't be any questions about what's going to happen. Shouldn't be any questions as to when, what, what the entry point is, what the dollar amount is, what the exit point is, when that time frame is whether it's time frame that rules the day or it's exit point dollar amount that rule the day. Um, all of this stuff needs to be really, really clear. And if you're looking at a syndication document, a white paper, uh, an offering, a private placement memorandum, they, they, they're called a lot of things. But when you're, being, when you're looking at that, all of those things should be very easy to identify and they should be very easy to, to see where you're at and who you're with. The other thing that's important is to ensure that in the deals that you're looking at, the general partner has a very defined role. Because the limited partnerships are just that, they're limited. So once they sign up, they kind of have they kind of have a, a, a stopping point. This is their, this is their duties. Um, their duties are to bring the funding uh, for the equity necessary and to kind of hang on and enjoy the ride. But but the reality is there's not a whole lot that can be done once it's signed. And, you know, I've had people ask me, well, what if I wanted to change this about your syndication? Or what if I wanted to change that about your syndication? And my answer has not been arrogant, but my answer has been, I really can't do that. Because if you're the first person in, maybe there's something I can do about that. But even if you're not the, if you're, if you're not the first person in, I got to go back and ask the others, hey, can I change it for Billy? And then everybody else is going to ask the question of, well, if you're changing it for Billy, why wouldn't you, maybe I should have asked for something to be changed. Maybe there's something that I'm not paying attention to. Maybe, 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 right? And then pretty soon you've got 12 or 15 or 20, depending on the size, depending on the dollar amount uh, per partner uh, of people that are wanting to change things. And pretty soon you're, you're not getting anywhere because you're trying to make everybody happy well, I didn't like the way this part of the document read. Why? Well, I, I gave this to my attorney and he didn't like this. Let me, let me tell you something about attorneys. And I, I, this, is, this is true of most attorneys. They get paid to protect you. And there is always going to be room in every single document for more protection for you, for your side. The thing that you've got to find is you've got to find a contract attorney that is understanding the document and understands that there's going to be times when you are 
not as protected as you may want to be. The developer is maybe not as protected as he's wanting to be, but at the end of the day, a good document is not necessarily always open to interpretation, but has room for improvement, but typically isn't tested, okay? You're, 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 you're running around trying to find the, the problem in the, in the background where, well, what if this happens? Well, we can what if scenario this to death. And if that's you, then you need to get more comfortable with the GPLP situation where it doesn't matter where you go, you're not going to be in control, right? But finding an attorney, if you're going to have it reviewed by an attorney that understands that this document is drafted to protect the maximum protection for the GP um, and, and leave it at that, making sure that you have adequate consumer protection, make sure that we're following the laws, following what the SEC requires, um, and then you're going to be comfortable getting into that, that deal. What I would say if you're getting into this for the first time or if you've done this several times but always feel uncomfortable is to make sure that you're comfortable with who your general partner is, that their experience is good, that they've got the purse strings, they've got the financial depth to get this all the way across, depth or experience or both. Um, you know, in, in a lot of cases, you have someone that this is their first general partnership uh, experience, but they've done this. In my case, I've, I've been building buildings uh, from police stations to city halls to fire stations to warehouses, to doctor's offices, I mean, schools. I, I've done the gamut. I've done, I've built everything that's that's out there to build, except I, I haven't done a gas station, okay? Um, I mean, I've done dollar stores, I've done strip malls, done warehouses. Um, so, so for me, building it is not the issue. Financing it is not the issue. Um, and and so, so that's where you've got to look at the, the, the depth of the, of the person that is the general partner. Um, they, they may have a capital fund and they may be great at raising money, but what is their experience with, with real life situations? Where can you point to their background that they've done these things before? Those are very important questions. And then having the, the comfort in the fact that your GPLP document is very, very clear on when you're getting in, when you're getting out, and what portion of this project is yours. So that you're looking at it and if it's a time-related event, you're going to be in for 12 months and on the 12th month, you're going to be getting out for this. If this does not happen, then we do this for the next seven months. Those are very clear instructions, right? If you're hitting a threshold, we are... get it to this place and from this place we are going to sell it so we're going to get it to the the threshold of we have in in my case we do ground up development so we've got 36 units we're going to get them built we're going to get them full we're going to get it stabilized which in today's world that's 90 percent occupancy for 90 days we're going to throw it out on the market at about day 40 so that they can do their due diligence. We're going to have a really, really good set of books and we're going to go for a purchase price of X or better. Okay. So we have defined it as best we can so that nobody has questions about what's going to happen next. Those are the things you want to get into. So pretty picture is great. Make sure that you're in a strong market. Lower cap rates, people go, well, lower cap rate means you're not getting as good of a deal. That's not true. 
Um, in my experience, a lower cap rate means a higher appreciating market, which means that the person that's selling it is getting, giving up more future potential and they want to capture as much as possible, where when you're going into a cap eight market, they know that there's, it's pretty stagnant. You know, you're going to get an 8% return because I got an 8% return and you're going to pick up a couple basis points along the way because it's going to continue to appreciate, but it's not going to go up 10, 12% like some markets in the Pacific Northwest are doing right now. So you're going to do that. You're going to get comfortable. You're going to see that you know what you want. You're going to see that, hey, this is a growth one. This is a long-term one. This is all about collecting coupon money, getting paid every month, whatever the, 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 the particular scenario that it fits. And then you're going to make your subscription agreement good, and you're going to validate that by putting your money in. Then it's easy. From that point on, you're just going to sit back. You're going to relax. You're going to check up on your guy. You're going to make sure the project goes according to schedule. You're not going to micromanage anybody. That's what the limited partnership part is about. And you're going to start to see your returns when the partnership documents say you are. Some say that they're going to start paying an immediate uh, 5% or 6% or, 6 or they're, they're collecting a preferred return. A preferred return means that you get your return before the developer gets anything, but it doesn't mean you get your return every month. Okay, so in the development process, there's there's periods and there's time frames when there is no money available because we're turning over units, we're expending money, we're doing these things, and so so we're under our margin of of money that's that's there to dole out every month. So just because you're getting an eight percent pref does not necessarily mean that you're going to be getting money every month, but it means that you're going to get all of your money paid out before the developer gets any. So if you've missed three months payments or four months payments, or let's just say that the payment that should have happened, the 8% preferred return hasn't been paid in five months, there's five months that would be owed on that 12-month cycle. So you would get that before the developer would get any, okay? So these are things to understand that just because you're getting into something that has an 8% pref, that doesn't mean that you're going to get paid every month. Now, there are some that I've seen that they offer a maybe a higher pref, maybe a 10% pref with 5% paid current and 5% paid at catch up when funds start flowing through. So they've financed in payments so that you're going to get something every month as you go along. So guys, thanks for joining me today on the Real Estate Rundown as we talk a little bit about syndication. If you want to know more, tag me at shannonrobnet.com. Follow me on Instagram at shannonraybnet. Uh, I'm on Facebook, whatever. But shannonrobnet.com is the best way to get a hold of me. If you'd like to look at our syndication deals that we have, go to myverticalequity.com. Take a look there. You'll see what we have to offer. And thanks, guys, for your attention. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.